There is no greater encouragement than being in the presence of Jesus. Maybe that washes out with your experience. Maybe that feels a little bit hard to put your hand on. Maybe as soon as those words cross my lips, you go, that's true. Maybe that's a little bit hard to believe right now. Or maybe that's a truth that's a little bit hard to reach for. But that is the truth. There is no greater encouragement than being in the presence of Jesus. And what I'd say is second to that, there's no greater encouragement than being in the presence of someone who's been in the presence of Jesus. You know, when you find yourself in a troubling moment or you find yourself in some tough stuff and somebody who's been with Jesus rocks into your story for a minute, have you been there? Have you been there? Like when, when Jesus' presence isn't a place you felt like you could get to, but someone who's been with Jesus got to you? Can you think of a moment? Can you think of what that felt like? What'd you find? What'd you experience? What was that like? Yeah, you know, that's a beautiful thing. We don't want to take that out of our story. You know, Jesus is an incredibly powerful person in each one of our individual stories, but he meant for us to bless one another. He meant for us to slipstream behind somebody who's pedaling on the front, who's got some spiritual strength, who's been in the presence of Jesus. We're meant to receive encouragement from one another. But if my whole faith story is built on that, I'm missing something good. Because even greater than that is the goodness of being in the presence of Jesus myself. I, I, I mean... Uh, this is not a revolutionary uh, truth. It's, this is just a, uh, maybe it's like a gut check for us. Maybe, maybe it's that one. Or maybe it's like, a, maybe it's like a, a personal trainer going, come on, give me another one. Maybe it's something like that today. Because if I can be honest, I think like in the same way that um, a rider on the front faces, faces an, a greater pressure, faces a greater opposition to an ease of progress, especially like considering it in a headwind or something like that. It's like pushing straight against the headwind. I think our faith story is facing headwinds right now. I think the, the opportunity for an ease of being in the presence of Jesus and being encouraged and satisfied and filled and renewed and emboldened and emblazoned and ready to roll and charged up, I think there's a real headwind against those experiences. And, and I think a lot of followers of Jesus at the moment are looking for somebody's wheel at best or possibly have chucked the bike in the bike rack and thought maybe this is too hard. There's something happening, and, and, and I don't want to put something personal for me onto your story. Uh, you know, I, I don't like overgeneralizations, but I don't think in, in the last two years, I don't think it's ever been harder in my story to access the encouragement of the presence of God. Not because he's hard to get to, not because it's difficult, because somehow there's been a headwind that said it's not worth it or it's nothing good's going to come from it or it's too hard or it's you're too tired or it's not what you need or what you really need is a holiday and then get into the presence of Jesus. I don't know. It's something like that. But then I, I you know, when I push past whatever that false barrier is and, and, I, and I come and I pull this weary soul into the presence of the Spirit of God with me, there is nothing more encouraging. And it's there as ready. The spring of living water is with me and it's present. And, 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 and I also would identify in this season that people who have been in the presence of Jesus have been an enormous encouragement to me. An enormous encouragement. Like a glass of cold water on a 
hot, hot, hot day, you know, and Glenn, you've been one of those people, like, I'm not sure what your rhythms are, or what your routines are at the moment, or what it is that you're committed to, but I feel like, I feel like there's been something uh, in your world that's just been committed to getting something from Jesus. Maybe it's the circumstances you find yourself in, and maybe it's the hunger in your own heart, maybe it's the clarity you're looking for for your own story, but, you know, I'd say on 10 occasions in the last three months, you've been a a real source of like someone who's been in the presence of Jesus, who's pulling me along. And, um, man, that is a blessing, but gosh, if I started to rely on Glenn to be that in my life or for the life of my family or for this church, that would be an absolute atrocity because it, it doesn't compare to the encouragement I find in the presence of Jesus when I push through that vapor and get to him. I, I want to like just throw it out there for a second. Like, is is that real? Have we had any experiences of that, of, of that truth that there is no greater encouragement than being in the presence of Jesus? Has somebody got a, a story or a moment or a, or a testimony that says that's a truth and here's where? Sure. Yeah. Um, just this morning, um, I felt like God said to me, can I just steal a moment of your time? Like, I would love nothing more than to celebrate you today. Like, you're my baby girl. You're my pre- precious child. And um, can I just steal a moment? And, and um, you know, like in that moment, it could feel easier to just, you know, like... Well, I'm go- I've got to get ready for my morning or whatever. And But I just, that moment was so encouraging to me. And I felt like God just laid out some things that he was really proud of me for in the last year and some things that he sees for this year. And he was speaking to who I am. And it was like, I received so many encouraging words in cards and in text messages and in letters today, but nothing compares to my papa in heaven saying that he's proud of me and who he sees me to be and um, the things that he has for me and how that's going to impact the people around me and yeah that was just such an encouraging moment and nothing would compare outside of that yeah yeah I love that yeah that's so true anybody else anybody else Um, mine was on my birthday and, um, sorry. Oh yes, that's true. Of course. Yeah. Um, and I, we'd, you know, come back from Noosa, but we'd probably only just started to regain a bit of sanity, um, from moving. So I was feeling pretty tired and a bit like, oh, I can't be bothered having my birthday. Um, I'm not really in a whoop whoop vibe and... Um, anyways, uh, Brad took, um, Ella out early in the morning and, um, I was just having breakfast in bed, which was lovely. Because we know our birthday present to your mum is... Yeah. By myself. Yeah. If you want to celebrate one, by those, yeah. happy birthday. Yeah, know. it changes, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I was sitting there just feeling so tired and like, kind of just feeling like I wanted the day to sort of be done a little bit which was sad and all of a sudden I was just like oh this just feels yucky like it was more than just tired like I felt like this feels a bit just dark and I feel down and I'm not quite sure it has to be this way and so 
I got up and put some worship tunes on and had a shower and got ready for the day and um and just putting that the worship tune tunes on and because I was doing it not just to have nice music in the background but I was doing it because I didn't want to be in the place that I was in and so because I was open it just invited God to start ministering to me and always have the best times in the shower and um yeah and it was just this these revelations of like I feel really tired um and I was waiting for New Zealand to be the answer uh, when I get to New Zealand when I get to New Zealand then it will be fixed and I'll feel better and that'll be the answer and he was just ministering and speaking to me and showing me things and just that and I was realizing that um I could totally come back from New Zealand and feel exactly the same and it was just this epiphany that oh I've given up I've actually I've given up and I'm not trying to spend time with God and I'm I'm stuck in this dark place of tiredness and whatever but I'm also choosing it and um and it just um ignited a passion to be like yeah I I don't want to be here this isn't where I want to be and I don't want to miss out on what God's got for us as a family and me personally in New Zealand and I certainly don't want to come back disappointed because I'm like oh geez I'm just feeling exactly the same as when I left and it just ended up being such a, a beautiful birthday and honestly one of my favorite birthdays and I was still tired like I still had a weariness um but I had such a peace and joy to the day that I just um was fed spiritually and uh, relationally and just with being with people and being with God and um and so I enjoyed it and I just yeah it just really it came alive something in me to be excited for what God's doing but to be choosing to partner with him because he will sit there with me you know in my dark whatever days but he won't ever force me to do anything about it or or to choose him he'll be there with me but I it was just like this realization that oh yeah I need to choose this and I need to start wanting to move towards and uh, spending time with him and um yeah, so it was just it was just yeah, a really cool day of just remembering who I am and who he is and Yeah, that's cool. That was a good day. I got back with Ella and I was so surprised. I was like cuz we were in like yeah, we were in uh we were in um autopilot mode on that particular day you know it was just kind of like we'll just get through this birthday and that'll be fine we have some good plans but I got home and it was like there was life in Leela and um and then I was slipstreaming on the back of what she had spent her morning doing and we hadn't had a really lovely day so it's a great example of it's incredibly encouraging to be in the presence of someone who's been in the presence of Jesus yeah yeah um I was just gonna say this summer was really fun uh but it was a challenging summer for lots of reasons and lots of you like I mean, it was just busy mostly it's just max go and i remember um uh one of the strangest things for me was running like a fire time like with i say it you know 
almost embarrassingly, but the idea is like with no Jesus, you know, <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Run a fire? How, how do I run a fire with no Jesus? Like, you know, with my guitar and who I am and how does this work? And I, I just really felt like the Lord said to me at the beginning of the summer, like, I wouldn't need to do that. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to call it like that. Like, it's not no Jesus. It's, I'm still there. <laughs> and, um, and that I found that a strange thing, but then as we get into the summer, just trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? And I had some, some things and I felt like, um, every, every day I would go home at three thirty or four and, um, crash with the kids and then they'd be still going hard here. And then when I'd get back, I, I needed to have some kind of massive energy prep because they were tired and running around and then now they need me to be on and kicking and I remember coming back the first couple thinking holy moly this is gonna be hard like I don't have much left like it's a big days and kind of go home give it to the kids maybe have a nap for for half an hour or something and while well, their kids flop on me and then and then try to get back with some energy and I just really felt like I got in the car one one of those days we'd had a few fires or whatever they'd gone whatever okay and and um got in the car and I felt like Jesus reminded me he said remember 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 I'm with you and and I felt like him say um if you'll give me these 10 minutes I'll change I'll I'll show it to you like I'll just show it just give me these 10 every day just give me these 10 and so I began to do that just give him the 10 minutes just give him the drive from home to here like don't play anything don't get a phone call just lock in the 10 minutes give it to me and I'll give you what you need and it was like it was like oil from the jar it was like every night it just felt like he showed up after that and consistently sometimes I had the map before we went in other times he just was assured me that I'd see it along the way and I don't know it was a powerful powerful thing and then to see Jesus show up around a fire um and uh, in a totally different, unique way than um, to show me a different side of him and his heart for kids and how he reaches and how he pulls and what love looks like and all that stuff. Anyway, it, it was cool. And he just um, he just did a lot with with that little story, just that little 10 minutes. It would it would change your your perspective. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yes, it's not always like because we're down in the dumps or life sucks or I'm, I'm miserable that this has an application. It's like in the practical things I find myself in, in the opportunities where I have, yeah, influence or whatever the case might be. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, I mean, the, the picture that God gave us of this was light, you know, like you don't hide a candle under a, it was a, a basket. We'll just call it a basket because who knows what a, bu- a bushel is. But yeah, it's like it's like when we come into His presence, something ignites and and there's a light to be shone, and it makes a difference. And you find it, you find it, and and um, uh, there is, um, you know, I think I think if we're if we were gonna find places of the encouragement of being in the presence of Jesus, like church should be a risky place for that. This should be a, this should, you should be like at a high risk of encountering the encouragement of being in the presence of Jesus at church, right? I'd say we're like 50-50. You know, maybe we're pretty good in that sense. I think there's churches I've been or places I've been, and no criticism to anyone. That's not a, that's not a, you know, but it's like, wow, like, okay, 
I, I can't wait for church to accomplish this. I can't wait for, you know, house church night to accomplish this in my life. In fact, church or house church night change when I'm a person who has been in the presence of Jesus and I show up to the space and place that I find myself because then you're going to encounter light and life there. When we become a people who are finding ourselves in the depth of encouragement and enlightenment and emblazonment and, and, and fulfillment that comes in, in sowing our lives into the presence of Jesus, it changes all the spaces and places. And these should become exceptionally risky moments uh, for the presence of God to uh, break through. In, in, you know, when, I, when I'm most needing a slipstream, I, I don't always think, oh, I cannot wait to get to church. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. But, uh, but I don't always think that. But, God, man, we should. You know, and I, I don't think the missing ingredient is necessarily, you know, and if we're thinking about, you know, these house church nights going, well, hopefully this is the answer to my problem. The truth of the matter is, if we're all coming to those house church nights hoping to slipstream on the back of somebody else's ignition, we're in trouble, because we're all going to come hoping that there's some light and we're going to sit in a dark room together and leave just as dark as we came. But when we are those who have pursued the presence of Jesus and find ourselves shining in the goodness that comes in our life and we pool that in those places, those become the multiplying. That's, that's where, that's where it expands. And it's like, okay, where, where in my life are my ignition points? Where, where am I finding, you know, for Leela, she said, I'll put music on and I'll, I'll jump in the shower to, to, to a worship song and I'll just focus and open my heart and open my spirit to him and let him meet me. Me, you know, Curtis said it's in the car. It's the 10 minutes on the car from here to there. You know, it's like, what, what's your ignition point? That's two, you know, uh, I mean, big, big ignition points for me when like the fire, when I'm smoldering, you know, like when the coals are going and in, in the fire and you hit it with the blower and it just, boosh. You know, when I need that moment, you know, like I'll go for a night away in the bush, I'll go camping, you know, that's, that's the, the blower to my fire. But, you know, for, for me, it's, you know, stop and pause and uh, pull out my iPad and journal for you. It'll be something different. You know, maybe it's, I don't have a guitar to pull out and sing like Ben and Allie do, you know, but for, for different people, your ignition point comes in different things, but where's the encouragement of the presence of Jesus finding its way into my life? Because the truth of the matter is if we're slipstreaming on the back of somebody else's moments, and we're getting used to that, it's gonna be incredibly unsatisfying because it will not be enough. It will not reach deep enough. It will not be thorough enough. That's, those, those are the moments that are meant to re remind and encourage and inspire us. But also, you know, like when, when, when we, it, this is a contagious faith, right? This is COVID. <laughs> this is get within a meter and a half of this sucker and you should catch it. But it's true, isn't it? It's true, right? Like when you get with somebody who's been with Jesus and they start sharing the thing that's going on or somebody starts saying, oh man, these are the things that Jesus was saying to me. When my spirit's open, I catch it. I'm like, oh, I want that. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that is who God is. I'm reminded. I start worshiping and start praising just in that moment, just saying like, oh, God is good. I do want that. And you know, I'm so grateful that we have a community of people here who know what it is to find the presence of Jesus. And if we don't, or we're finding that incredibly difficult, or we're finding that a struggle, well, let's get together with somebody that doesn't and slipstream for a few weeks because it'll catch, it'll reignite. It's like, hey, could I have coffee with you at 6.30 in the morning, Glenn? for the next 16 days just to be reminded of what a routine looks like. Oh. 
Oh, sorry. A little too early. You're not quite finished CrossFit by then. I could come CrossFit with you. Okay. No. Mm -mm. All right. Anyways, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 to 24. It's not the most dynamic message tonight. This, 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 we're, we're pretty much landed people. This is, this is very simple. It's like the presence of God is the most encouraging place you can find yourself. And P.S., when you head there, you're going to immediately become an encouragement to people around you. 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter 11, uh, 5, chapter 5, verse 11 to 24. It says, Therefore, Encourage and comfort one another and build one another up just as you're doing. Amen. Now I ask you, brothers and sisters, oh, this is a good one, to appreciate those who diligently work among you. Recognize and acknowledge and respect your leaders who are in charge over you in the Lord and who give you instruction. And we ask that you appreciate them and hold them in the highest esteem and love because of their work on your behalf. I mean, if you could just rewrite that and say, you know, it's coming. <laughs> What's happening over here? The, the, uh, you know, if we could rewrite this and we could say, um, uh, you know, appreciate those who are riding out the front in your world. You know, if you can identify someone who, who you find yourself in a semi-regular basis on the slipstream of and you find your life getting sucked into greater things of God and into more incredible things of his spirit because of the things that they share, because of the things that they bring, because of the place they have in your life, it's like, hey, you know, I just love, I love being in the slipstream of what God's doing in your life. You know, let's admonish it. Let's, let's respect it. Let's receive it. Let's position ourselves for that. And that, that's to all of us, you know, that's, that's not a, that's not a find a leader and respect them. It's like, Hey, let's, let's see the, let's see the people who are on, on behalf of others, finding the things of God and, and sharing them and imparting them. And let's because then we find ourselves in that slipstream and we find ourselves sucked into the, the goodness of God and the things he's doing there. But anyway, I'll keep, I'll, I'll move on. Live in peace with one another. Uh, we earnestly urge you, believers, admonish those who are out of line, the undisciplined, the unruly, the disorderly. We're not handing out the name tags tonight, but we'll, we'll think about that on another occasion. Uh, look, Ben won't make eye contact at this point. He's like, I feel the joke coming. The undisciplined, the unruly, the disorderly. Encourage the timid who lack spiritual courage. And help the spiritually weak. Be very patient with everyone. Always controlling your temper. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek that which is good for one another and for all people. I mean, really, this is just saying, take the good things of God and share them with those who look like they're having a hard time finding them. You know, when you find someone who looks like uh, they're about to tucker out and need a wheel to run on, share the goodness you have. And sometimes that's a correction or sometimes that's an encouragement. Sometimes that's some, some patience. Yeah. It goes on to kind of open up here the, the thing that releases this to us. Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. Get in the presence of Jesus. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench or subdue or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. I'll read that one again. Do not quench or subdue or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Do not scorn or reject the gifts of prophecy or prophecies, spoken revelation, 
revelations, words of instruction or exhortation or warning, but test all things carefully so you can recognize what is good. Hold firmly to that which is good and abstain from every form of evil. Withdraw and keep away from it. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. That is separate you from profane and vulgar things and make you pure and whole and undamaged, consecrated to him, set apart for his purpose. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete and be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful and absolutely trustworthy is he who is calling you to himself for your salvation and he will do it. He will fulfill his call by making you holy, guarding you, watching over you, and protecting you as his own. That is the presence of Jesus. Is, this, is, this, is, this is why we come. You know, when, when we talk about whole, holiness, you know, being made whole, being, you know, we can think of, you know, the activity. I grew up in a church that focused immensely on the idea of holiness, that our lives will be set apart for God, and that that meant there's a whole bunch of things that people in the world do that we don't do. Well, that pretty quickly became religious rules that were very difficult to follow. And, you know, I didn't dance or go to movies or drink or swear or, you know, whatever. This was, this was the lifestyle of Christianity. But the truth of holiness is that the presence of God would come and would separate me. It would come and it would call my life out of the meaningless things that I have continually pursued life from and that he would separate me as his own, that he would separate me from profanity and vulgar things. He would make pure and whole the damaged and undamaged this existence that he would guard my spirit my soul my body that i'd be complete and found blameless in him this this is the work of the presence of god in our lives that we would come that we would be encouraged that we would be restored that we would be healed that we would be made new that we would find our purpose and that we would be that then to others a shining light of encouragement i think you know we we can come when we need an answer to something. We can come when we find our back against the wall. We can come to God when we find ourselves uh, in a mess. Um, you know, and those are good recovery moments. You know, but but if 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 these are the only times, it's like where in my life is the presence of God, the fuel for my existence? And I think that's our invitation. And you know, I, I, I yeah I. I mean, I think I'm going to park it there, but this, uh, this idea of not resting on what someone else went and got from Jesus is just, it's just crucial. It's crucial. And I think in a lot of senses, you know, maybe not, maybe not around here, but in a lot of spaces and places, we've been so conditioned to expect so little of our relationship with God. Well, what help is that going to be? Or what am I going to find there? What? possible difference could taking 10 minutes with Jesus today make? Well, that's a lie. That is straight up keeping you from the greatest gift that we've been given, that the presence of God will encourage, it will enlighten, it will heal, it will make whole, it will protect, it will guard, it will restore, it will renew. That's, that's the reality that we find on offer. And it's like, but you do not find that on the slipstream of somebody else's moment in the presence of Jesus. However, when you find yourself in a spot where you're ready to give up riding, find someone who's in the presence of Jesus and get close because it'll catch. And, and here, let's let this be a very dangerous place of catching a bit of Jesus' encouragement. 
because people here are found in the presence of Jesus. I think that's a goal for us. And I guess, you know, I'm bringing it all into land. You know, I really think this is a space that we're positioning ourselves, you know, and I think you could go, well, we're doubling down on church. We're doing Sundays and some other day. So, you know, that'll be good for my spiritual life. You know, I think really we're just increasing the pooling points of whatever our actual spiritual life is. And so there's just no more fruitful moment to position yourself to be an encouragement for someone else by, by getting into the presence of Jesus, receiving the things you need, and then watching it overflow. So anyway, super simple idea, uh, but there is uh, a n no more encouraging place to be than in the presence of Jesus. And second to that, there is no more encouraging place to be than with someone who has been in the presence of Jesus. Yeah. Let's chew on this idea for a second and, and uh, focus on the question, what does it look like to position our lives to live full and inspire one another towards the presence of God in everyday life? What does it look like to position ourselves in the presence of God, be filled, and be at risk of being an encouragement to others? Let's, let's where, uh, practical, be, be, be practical. What works? What helps? What gives us this? Why don't we do it? Why doesn't it happen? Why are we missing out? If this is such a good thing, how come it's so hard to get to? Yeah, let's chew on it. Jump into threes or fours. I'll say that. Threes or fours. Fours. Cool.